Hey listeners, it's your host, Sarah Hall. Thanks for listening to Peoria Theatre People, a podcast where I shine the spotlight on the extraordinary stories of local artists in the central Illinois area. Hello everyone and welcome back to Peoria Theatre People. This week I had a chance to talk with my current voice teacher Connie Tuminelli and Connie was also my choir director in high school and we got a chance to work together a lot at that time in my life on musicals and magical dinners and choir at Richwoods High School and she is currently my voice teacher. I started taking privately with her when I was in high school And then I went to college and I took voice from some voice teachers at Eureka College. And then we reconnected after I graduated and started back up again. So she really helps me um, prepare for any musical audition I have. But it was so fun to talk with her. She has such interesting experiences and she's an avid, avid traveler. And we'll talk a little bit about that today. But thanks for listening again. And also be sure to follow me on Instagram at Peoria Theater People Podcast and on Twitter at PEO Theater PPL. And also find me on Facebook. So thanks so much for tuning back in. And here is my conversation with Connie. All right, today on Purity Theater People, we have Connie Tuminelli. I'm so excited. Connie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited too. I'm so thrilled to have you. And you are my current voice teacher. And we actually go way back because you were my high school choir teacher and you did all of the choir ensembles, you directed those, and we did magical dinners together when I was at Richwoods and you had a good tenure at Richwoods High School Um, and you have a lot of background in music and speech therapy and so that's kind of how we knew each other and I'm so thrilled to get back into voice lessons with you. We've kind of taken some time because of the pandemic away from that, but I really enjoy working with you in that way and just like, yeah, getting prepped for auditions and learning more about music and stretching my voice and it's just fun. And I enjoy it too. It's especially fun with students that I've had in the past. Yes, and it's like a reconnection. It's like a way to get back with those students. And you have, how many students do you have at the moment? I am down to 14 right now because of the COVID. Sure. Which is okay. Yeah. But, and normally, so in normal times, how many would you say? I've had up up to 22. I don't really want that many, but I do. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I just, I love doing it. I, I, you know, finally am at a point where I'm not doing a million other things so I can really concentrate more. That's awesome. So and I it like seems it. like you have such a love for doing that. I love it. I do. But and and then I get to be with, you know, students that I love yeah. too, like you. Oh, that's so sweet. I I really enjoy working with you in that way. And, and I went off to college and it took a while for me to get back into voice lessons with you because I was away at Eureka. But I, yeah, I really enjoy that time. Um, but I want to know how you got started in Peoria Theater, because you do have a lot of history, I think, in Peoria <laughs> Theater, and you've had some good roles to your name and some good experiences, so I'm excited to learn a- even more about them. Okay. Yeah, how did you get started in Peoria Theater? Well, uh, first of all, I got started singing in church at the First Baptist Church on Lake Street, and was in choirs, was in you know, all kinds of programs. They would do a a presentation of Amal and the Night Visitors, the Minotti piece, 
And I was always one of the kids, one of the little kids in, in the dance sequence. And then we sang a couple things in the choral section. And then later in life, I actually got to be the mother twice and then also twice at ICC. So it was, you know, a wonderful start. And that right. was something I loved. Um, I also did um, my, I will say I started, started with doing little, little skits and plays at home. When company came, they had to endure us. Absolutely. Which <laughs> little kids do. And my mother, my dad worked at Caterpillar. My mother was um, involved in the Caterpillar Chorus. And so she would take us with her mm -hmm. to be in different shows. And I was, you know, in The Music Man, I had my flute, and I was one of the little kids in the band. And mm -hmm. in uh, King and I, I was one of the little Siamese kids. Yeah. And that was, that was pretty special. Wow. It, even more so because later I got to do a role in King and I at Cornstock. That's so. right. That's right. And that was at the tent, right? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Lady Tiang, but it was it was wonderful. You know. So as a kid, you're doing these little skits at home, and you had a couple siblings, or have a couple siblings, right? I have a twin brother, mm -hmm. an older sister, and a younger sister. So were you all doing them together? Yeah, probably not my brother. Okay, not he, so much. He wasn't <laughs> into that exactly, but right. um, but yeah, the the girls we were always, and my my father played. Um, uh, various instruments and he would you know he didn't sing with us but he constantly played classical music mm. i heard that 24 7 at my house growing up and to this day it's something that calms me wow i can't really listen to singing voices when i'm just trying to you know study or write or something because my ear goes immediately to the singers mm. mm -hmm. so so um, I, I developed a love of that and a love of classical music also. And I think to me, from what I know about you too, that seems to have impacted what you went on to study when you were growing up and the way that you approach your voice technique even now, because that classical training is just that solid foundation. Um, and that classical music, just playing all the time, had to have just made you fall in love with it like you, oh, yeah. like you did. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. There was a, a flute piece that they'd play every night on, uh, I think it was WCBU, mm -hmm. and before they would sign off. And I wanted to play that so badly. And eventually, that was a, a major piece that I got to play on my flute. It was hard. But, <laughs> but I, to this day, I still play it occasionally. That's amazing. So. And those early experiences... And those early theater experiences, specifically, I guess, as a child, was there your first one, The Music Man? Was that your first show that you ever were a part of? Do you remember? I don't. I think the first one was King and I. Was King when and I was I. a tinier kid. Okay, sure. Yep. And then, um, you know, later the others, and I had an actual role in mm -hmm. in. Um, Fiddler on the Roof, I was one of the gossip people. Okay. And that just set it off for me. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool. That was the particular experience you think that made you? Uh, I think they all did, it? but I just, I know that that just really, um, mm -hmm. I, I felt a, a, 
sense of fun and joy that I, you know, didn't feel in some other things. Like, and is that what it was that made you want to keep doing it? Was that sense of joy that you felt? And was it, were there other things too that really drew you to it? Joy, definitely fun. I love to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think also it was, um, I have a sense of discipline Mm-hmm. And it was a discipline for me. Right. Uh, and just wanted to see where I could go with it also. But m- more, it was more a internal thing. Again, sure. calming, right. made me feel good about myself, you know, that kind of thing. That's amazing. And as you grew up, did you know that you wanted to go and study? You have So you have some background in like speech therapy and music primarily, mm-hmm. I would say. Yep. So what made you want to go into those fields specifically? Well, first of all, I was horrid at sports. I was on, I was on the end of the never got picked uh, for teams because I wasn't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was glad when I was the last one picked because that meant I probably didn't have to play, especially basketball because I was way too short. So you and um, you both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, uh, I was always in choir at, in grade school. I was in mm-hmm. choir at school mm-hmm. and did all the performances. Unfortunately, when I was in high school uh, at Metamora high school, um, the, uh, they did not do musicals. I think I was in the, oh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. They didn't do them until the year after I left. Oh, of course. That's timing. Yeah. And it, I was in one, they did plays. I was in uh, Our Town. Okay. I don't remember hardly anything about it, but that was the only play I've ever done in my life. Wow. I didn't know that. Everything I've done has been musicals. I mean, which makes sense for you, for sure. Addicted to musicals. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And so did those experiences, is that what made you want to study voice and speech therapy? You know, I, I started taking flute lessons early on, and oh. then I and I was in choir, so I didn't need, so to speak, voice, and I was too young for lessons. But um, then I took from um, Mrs. Schreier, I remember, at, at Metamora mm-hmm. High School. Mm-hmm. I took lessons with her and my sister, it seems that she took lessons with me at the same time. Mm. But but I don't remember much from that. I just remember it was fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And you still play to this day. I play flute and, and I, you know, sing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it just, it's a carryover that's so healthy for everybody. And carryover, yeah. Talk to me more about that, that carryover. What do you mean? I just think that... Um, kids it's it's such a healthy thing for kids to do Mm. it it teaches you a discipline it teaches you you know it it gives you new friends i have friends that i've had since the beginnings of doing theater in in players and cornstock and east light since the beginning that are still my good friends Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's a camaraderie mm-hmm. it's a support group in Absolutely. a lot of ways and you learn things you you know learn what you can do and um and you try things 
I think, and it seems like what part of why you love theater too, from hearing you just talk is that you get to be challenged in a way, but you still are surrounded by these people that help you feel motivated and loved and supported, right? And it's incredible that you have all those friendships and relationships that you've still kept throughout all of this time. And those are some really important people. They're, yeah, important and important in anybody's life. Anybody's life. But it was always, um, theater was was just always, it it was also a challenge, Mm -hmm. a a personal challenge, like um, Mm -hmm. uh, for self-esteem in a way, but also it made me grow in ways that like like if I was in a show, I would say mm-hmm. uh, think to myself, well, can I memorize all this? Right? Can I uh, sing that high C? Can I, you know, mm-hmm. it it just showed me things about what I could do and expanded on what I could do, mm-hmm. and you know, got to the point where my flute teacher in college said that um, I was one of the most passionate players he had ever worked with. That's that, a high compliment. Oh, my gosh. And this was years later after I got my first or second degree, I think. Oh, okay. So, you know, those things coming back to you. And and of late, I've been going through <clears throat> cassette tapes. Oh, my goodness. Because a lot of things when I started out were recorded on cassette. That's right. And so I got a little device and a little machine that I can transfer it to a thumb drive and you know, I'm, I've been listening to the things that I did, and I, I thought, I didn't think I was as good as I was. Mm. I mean, I knew I had a decent voice, but mm-hmm. it was better than I thought in most cases. The ones that aren't good, I threw those in the garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I love-, <laughs> I love that you were able to hear yourself, though, and and be like, wow, you kind of surprised yourself a I little did. bit. It was surprising. Yeah, That's awesome, it was. Though. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's a self-esteem boost. It is a self-esteem boost. But my whole goal was to, I didn't like competing with people. I never felt mm. that in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe early on, but not after that. I decided this is something I want to do for fun and enjoy. And I'm going to enjoy everybody's talents. Everybody has them somewhere. Right. And so I, I wasn't really a I have to have applause person. Right. I've never been that. I've been a worker mm. and somebody who um, I just want to see if I can do it. I challenged myself. That's awesome. And I, you don't seem like a competitive person. You never have seemed competitive to me, but you appreciate growing and stretching people. But in our voice lessons, what I've always found that you do so well as I think you encouraged me to find what works in my voice and what my voice can yeah. do. And my voice can't do what other people's voices can do necessarily. And that's okay. Yep. You just have to find what fits in your voice. Yes. And I can see as you're talking about your experiences and you're talking about, you know, what you were learning with instruments and voice, that kind of was instilled in you. Yeah. That kind of approach. Yeah. So that's always been really encouraging to me. And I think, Good. yeah, you just have I'm to glad. find you just have to find what works for your voice yes. and what you what you're capable of doing. And you know, instruments that's a whole nother yeah. area. But but it's well, I played in the orchestra, and you know, I I 
did use my instrument and I loved playing, but then there was a road that had to split somewhere. I taught flute for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. You did? Yeah. Really? And, um, but then I just had so many more voiced people and I was getting into voice more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of, that's the the vein I'm on now. Right. And I I love it. Um, The fact that everybody's so different. The fact that... Um, not everything works, you know. There's no, right. oh, this is going to work for everybody kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it, it's just, it's fun and fascinating. I've, right. I enjoy my students so much, and I love the different qualities of voices. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, um, you know, it makes me work hard to keep you guys on track, too. And I think you also just try to really encourage healthy singing, too, and there are times that we've had so many conversations about these videos we watch of, you know, singers out there, take your pick. Yep. You know, I don't know that I can name any right at this moment, but singers that are just seem like they're shouting and it's not coming from a healthy place. And I think I've seen the yeah. shift in the last few years of voice teachers that I've watched on YouTube and from you that have just really tried to instill healthy singing yep. and what that looks like. Healthy singing is free singing. Mm-hmm. And it's and it it gives you so much more freedom. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm totally a healthy singer person, a healthy auditory person because we have to use our right. ears. I don't That's know right. if you recall, I used to teach classes, like I do a week of hearing, talk about decibels and how you're ruining your oh, ears. Oh, we had so many times in high school that yeah. you went over that. Oh, absolutely, yep. I remember trying to save you for the future. Yes, and. It's very easy to damage your hearing. Very, very easy. Um, Easier than we know. Right. And so I remember you going through the decibels of like, this is a concert level. This is a car. This is, you know, and so on and so forth. Airplane. Yeah. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, I just appreciate learning with you in that way because I think it's, it's actually, it's so funny because to me, it seems like it's easy to sing smart and not necessarily harder but sometimes you people just don't and they push and that's not healthy yeah. and so it's almost easier to sing in a smarter way i like i like that term easy to easier to sing smart it is yeah it is mhm and i think you've had some really cool experiences that have grown you as a voice teacher too and as a person who studies voice and one thing that comes to mind is when you got to meet kelly (laughs) o'hara can you talk a little bit about your experience with kelly o'hara miss glorious broadway actress (laughs) who we all admire she's wonderful she's really a, a great person yeah, I was at a um, National Association of Teachers of Singing called NATS um, conference, national conference in Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, every morning I would get up and go swimming uh, before the conference started, and Kelly was in the pool too. <laughs> and so I was swimming away, and I'm just, I, I made, I, you know, I, I talked to her a little bit, and and then I just went swimming, and I thought, wow, I am doing so well. And I mentioned to her that I was doing so well swimming. I hadn't done it in a while. And, and she said, I, I guess I'm not going to tell you that you're swimming in a saltwater pool. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which makes it so much easier. That's funny. And she and I had a good laugh about that. But she um, also did a concert that was wonderful. Of course. 
And she uh, did some teaching sessions with students, kind of master class. I have videos of those because Mm -hmm. they were so good. You had me watch one of her master classes. You loaned me one of the videos of it. It's so good. Yeah, she's just, she's amazing. And and just such a good, kind person with a a solid voice. I remember she um, told me that, um, you know, I, I... I go audition and I go to, you know, lots of auditions. Sometimes she's called to come and audition most of the time anymore. But she said, I, I just go and I sing with my voice. I don't try to be a belter if, mm-hmm. if you know, a super high belter because she does belt but not super high. She's more of a kind of first soprano, ingenue kind of yeah. singer. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, she, she just said, I just go do it and they'll take me or they'll leave me. And she said, you always should use your voice. Don't try to be anybody else, which I always tell my students Mm -hmm. and don't, um, don't try to sound like anybody else singing. They're already famous singing. So you don't need to do that. But, uh, I, I, I often tell students things Mm -hmm. that she said at that conference Mm -hmm. Because they're so valuable. And it seemed like that experience was really impactful. And I'm glad that you got to it was great. have that moment because it, it did, it influenced your outlook and your approach yeah. to teaching voice, which I think is just really, yeah. really cool. And I like the fact she studied with, this, I think, the same teacher as Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, yeah, because they're both from Oklahoma, yeah. right? And. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, they both kind of went a little bit different directions, although Kristen can also do right. what Kelly does, in a sense. They're just different personalities, so... Exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. It was very nice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I still, to this day, sometimes I think about the fact that you got to hang out with Kelly O'Hara, and I just I don't did. even believe it. I did. Well, what and, is... and she's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Gorgeous. Very pretty. And what a smart person to have come and speak at a conference like that and just to watch her work with yep. students about tapping into a song emotionally and kind of how to go to that place. Yeah. Just from an actor's perspective is really cool. It's nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And actually, Kristen Chenoweth was supposed to be the featured oh, no kidding. Per- speaker and masterclass teacher. Um, and she got in I can't remember which show it was on Broadway. She got into something oh, sure. and could not do it. So, oh, what a bummer. So Kelly took her place, which was fine. Oh, darn. Kelly O'Hara instead of Kristen. Yeah, darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's really great. And I I just love that. I think I still, I do, I think about it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I but, think about all those things. Mm-hmm. They're just neat people. You find out what mm-hmm. people are really like. And I love the fact that we can talk about those kinds of experiences and we can kind of geek out a little bit over it because we care so much about how to um, sing health, as we've said, you know, sing in a healthy way, tap into a song emotionally. And I think the other thing I, I love about working with you is when we're working on a piece of music, you know, you really push me to go the emotional place I need to get to. And it's not always easy because when you're learning a musical theater song and you're going through a piece of music, you want to get the technique and all the technicalities down, but then you have to at some point get out of your head and go to 
the emotional place you need to be for the song. Exactly. Mm-hmm. My voice teacher um, at ISU was Peter Schutz, mm-hmm. and he was my teacher through my bachelor's and my master's. Oh, wow. And I, then I even took some lessons after that from him. I love him, Peter Schutz. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I remember one time I was just in my head and saying, but I have to do this, and I have to do this, and I have to do that. And he held his hand up and said, stop. And he said, just sing. Right. Just sing and love it. And there is, I, because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, mm-hmm. I was so worried. But I get students like that all the time. Right. I have students that are like that. And then I just say, I tell them the story about my voice teacher. And oh, absolutely. I say, just sing. Somewhere I even have a t-shirt that says, just sing. Oh, my goodness. I have to wear it to your lesson. Yes, when we start <laughs> back up again. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, no, that's really great. And what were those voice lessons like otherwise, taking them throughout that time in your life? Were they just kind of a place you could go and just kind of... I was so enamored with him because he was he just was... Very classy. He had, he had Fulbright scholarships and performed all over Europe and wow. and lived there. And um, I even got to go to the Royal Academy of Music in Vienna, so Austria, cool. with him and uh, about four other class members or, mm-hmm. or some of his private students. Um, and we, you know, got to travel with him. And he's just the coolest, coolest guy. But I was so impressed with his singing, his personality, his dignified way that he held himself. Mm. Um, it was just, it was, and, and what he knew was amazing. So. And where was, and remind me, where were you at school? I was at ISU at that That's time. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Good old ISU. Go Redbirds. Yeah. Um, right. And, and remind me, you went there for grad school or both? I went there for both. For both, okay. And then I went there again for speech path degree. Right. So that came, that's right, that came after your initial time there. Yeah, that came after a while. I find that in in life when I tend to feel like I'm in a slump, I go back to school. I don't blame you. Because it's just... It, there's so many things to learn, and so it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Speech Path added to my um, bag of teaching tricks that mm-hmm. tremendously. Oh, absolutely. And we talk about that a lot and yep. how you understand how the auditory system kind of works. And yep. um, my mom is a speech pathologist, so I have always have questions for her, too, about that kind of, especially with dialects yeah. and, and scripts. But that had to have just added on to your education and given you kind of another edge. But did you initially study music education? I initially did, um, yeah, music ed, but it was uh, choral music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was also playing my instrument too. Right. And um, uh, yeah, that's that's where I first started. But my intent was to perform. Sure. You know, but uh, yeah. I thought, okay, when you get out of here with a performance degree, what are you going to do? Right. If it doesn't work. And I thought, well, okay. Mm. I can definitely teach. And it was an experience. It was a great experience. So you mentioned some traveling. And I always like to try to share a fun fact about my guest if I can. And I think for you, one of my facts about you that you are an avid traveler. 
you travel all over and I think everywhere, every time I turn around, you're going somewhere new. And you mentioned you got to travel a little bit um, to Europe when you were younger. And I just think you've had so many neat experiences, some of which are related to music. So are there any that you want to touch on or any well, that uh, the, you uh, the look big back on when i first went to europe i was a girl scout oh my and it was a girl scout program and i i was actually i think i was 13 i was too young to go on this mm. trip but my older sister was going and for some reason my mom thought it'd be easier for her if i went and i don't understand that but <laughs> cuz we're not alike but um, but so we traveled in europe and I remember at that time I was too young because all I was interested in was looking for boys. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I took a few few that? pictures, but I was totally a teenager. How funny is that? Yes. And so, uh, but then I studied in Vienna, Austria for a semester. Mm. Um, and my voice teacher came over and helped translate. And it was then that I learned wow. a lot of German and I wanted to learn more and I realized whenever you travel, you need to learn the language. Fortunately, I had sung in a lot of languages, so I had little bits and pieces. Absolutely. But I always study before I go somewhere, so it's polite. Absolutely. But um, yeah, I, I have been... Um, and when I was in high school, our church youth group went to Central America. Oh, wow. We went to Nicaragua, El Salvador, Guatemala, and... We traveled there on a kind of a mission study tour, although I don't remember very many missions, mm. but um, beautiful country, absolutely beautiful. And was that your first time out of the country? That was my first time in an airplane. Oh, wow. Yeah, and first time out of the country. No, the girls, it was close to when the Girl Scout one was. Yeah, so around yeah. that time, yeah. those two experiences early were kind teen. of early teens out of yep. the country. Okay. And then since then, I've gone to 12 different European countries, mm-hmm. um, of course, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in every state in the United States except for Maine and Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. So you're almost there. Almost. But I've, I've never had a bucket list kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've just gone after something that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school seeing them. Um, in my history, world history book, there was a picture of Pompeii. Mm-hmm. And it was a, at that time, it was all writing and hardly any pictures. And I'm a visual person. I needed the pictures. Right. Amen. But in my brain, I never forgot that picture. And then I got to go there. Wow. You know, it was like, I just, I just, it, it fills me with life to go to mm-hmm. travel. And I've had so many wonderful experiences. Um, and and singing experiences, I did. Um, I did tell someone. They said, D- "Did you sing in any of the cathedrals in Europe?" And I said, "Oh, I sang in all of them." Right. I well, I did because I the, all the ones I saw, but I only sang in them because I would hum when I got <laughs> to some part of the church so that I could say I sang in that church. Yes. So you you have. So now it's out there. That's so funny. <laughs> But it's but um, when I was a kid, we always went camping mm. every vac- every single vacation every year. Mm-hmm. We'd go camping. We were rock hounds. We'd go look for these strange rocks in 
pits and tunnels and caves and just bizarre things. But anyway, I now don't want to camp again. Mm-hmm. But but I but we did travel everywhere by car, four kids jam packed in the back seat. It's a miracle we're all alive. That's a that's a big endeavor. Yeah, it was. It honestly is. But it was real it was it that probably started it all. Your love of travel. Yeah. I do love it. I love I love to be in a place in a country where nobody speaks English, hardly anybody. Mm. And where I have to try and get by on my own. Mm-hmm. And so there it is. I mean, yeah. Do you have any favorite places you've been? Oh god, I was in Switzerland. I mean, I've been in Switzerland like three times during different traveling things. Mm-hmm. Um, passing through. I had your rail passes whenever I was there, and I'd just travel through Switzerland. But this time I did an um, actual tour of, it was a 28-day tour of just Switzerland. Cool. And it was stunningly beautiful. And, you know, I had a hotel in Zermatt where you look out your window and there's the Matterhorn. I mean, it just it just, you know, we'd always say, pinch me. I can't believe I'm here. Pinch right. me. And I'm sure when you were over in that part of the world, you were channeling your inner Maria von Trapp. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I have a picture that I took. I think I put it yes. on Facebook. I've <laughs> seen it. I've seen yeah. it. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what I was trying Are to you do. twirling in the mountains? Yes, yes. And you even got to play Maria. I did. Tell me about that experience. What a role. Um, I, oh, it was a wonderful experience, but I, it was the first time ever I had so darn many lines. Oh, sure. She talks all the time, which probably for somebody like me is a good thing, (laughs) but, (laughs) but it was hard. I remember I drove up to Chicago one, one day to see a friend of mine and, um, actually Mike Reams. Oh, sure. Yep. And, um, I memorized act one on the way up. And I memorized Act Two on the way back, and I couldn't believe that I actually did that. But it it worked. Um, That's and I, amazing. And also, it was the um, she's on stage all the time. It was the first time I ever had a dresser. Uh, I thought, oh, I don't need somebody to help me dress. Well, yeah, I did because everything mm-hmm. was on and off stage. Even though the dress the dresses she wore were pretty bad. But she's all, she's on stage all the time yeah. in that show. And you yeah. need somebody who's kind of off in the wings and waiting to help you with what, whatever yep. you need. Sometimes you need that person. And yes. on Broadway they do that all the time. Yeah. They have dressers. Yeah. So But it was it was just a that experience I learned a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite moments in that show was the very beginning opening. They had built this mountain it had stairs and it was it moved and two guys pushed it mm-hmm. as it was in my opening the hills are alive song mm-hmm. um i am climbing up these stairs and the guys are not pushing it evenly oh no so i'm hanging on with one hand for dear life while it's going you know jaunting jaunting back and forth oh my gosh <laughs> and and then also on top of that gina wright did the music uh, music direction and yeah, she was yeah. directing the orchestra and as the the mountain moved closer to the orchestra pit her eyes got bigger 
and bigger oh, no. and bigger. And she had this shocked look on her face like a mountain's going to get me. Oh, no. And it was all I couldn't look at her because I would have laughed. It was it was all I could do to just stay focused. Oh, so, my gosh. So silly things happened and fun things. That's so cool. And that was at Peoria Players, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, and I, I remember I had a Von Trapp family night every time we'd have a rehearsal with everybody. And um, mm-hmm. I would have, like, dress-up night, and I gave the kids uh, these um, candy necklaces and uh, bubblegum cigars and things like that. And then we also had a... Um, uh, a night where we wore the glasses with the big nose and the mustache. I mean, and we took family pictures every time we'd have some kind of dress-up thing. And that was really fun. And you have to bond in that show. Like You have to bond with the kids. And you have to kind of, you have to end up being this really tight-knit family. So And we were. Yeah. Yeah, we did become, it was really fun. That's so awesome. What a neat, Thing. That's one of my favorite parts about being in shows sometimes is the ability that you have to bond with your castmates. Yeah. And then that way, especially with those roles, Marie and the Von Trapp kids, that would have been really critical. Yeah. And it, it, it becomes like, literally, you are like a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even in any show I've been in, I feel like a family. Right. And that's part of the draw for people. It is. You know? Oh, absolutely. And if you are like a family, boy, the audience will get it. I think so, too. So it's it's good not, good for everybody. And what other roles have you played in the Peoria area that you look back fondly on? I think you were in Into the Woods, right? That's another one yeah, I think of. Yeah, I did Rapunzel in Into the Woods. And yeah. in that show, uh, it was it was a great show. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, Sondheim I love, mm-hmm. and so and but it's tough, and there's a lot of words in those songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, funny thing from that, I was more worried about my um braid then i the big long braid that i mm-hmm. looped around my arm um be, then i was about singing which had a lot of high stuff um because it was velcroed on the back of my head so that eventually she could pull it off oh it was velcroed oh how funny and i was freaked out that it was going to pop off oh i would have been too. and so i was hanging i had my hand up by that braid all the time mm-hmm. It never did it, but... Um, That's good. But, you know, you don't... I don't know. It was yeah. a fun show, though. Oh, definitely. And you music directed quite often. I have probably music directed 40 shows. That's wild. And I don't even think I had the concept of how many... Like, I knew you had music directed a lot, but even that number is just like, wow. And you always music directed in my... When I was at Richwoods, of course, and you were at Richwoods. Yep. Um, you always music directed those shows. And I think that's the time most that I have worked with you on music direction in a theater way. Um, so we were just seeing a lot of each other between choir yeah. and, and yeah. our concerts and the, and our shows. But do you have any favorite music directing experiences that you look back on fondly? Um, I'm sure you have a lot. but Yeah, I mean, they're all different. Yeah. But the thing that, that was the nicest in, in the high school, and especially at Richwood's, because I also uh, music directed at uh, IVC mm. for like 10 years. Um, but it, it's just the kids are so wonderful. And I mean, high school kids are, they're just so much fun. And they're goofy. 
And there were oftentimes during rehearsals or even in class that uh, a student would say something that was, or do something inappropriate-ish, and it was so funny. (laughs) But I could not and did not laugh. Mm Mm-hmm. I tried to hold it all in. But Had to put the teacher persona out yes, there a little bit. Yes, yeah. but, but I just love working with the kids. Yeah. They're just, and, and we have so much talent in this town in general. We do. That it, it's a delight to me to hear, you know, to hear the final product. So when you're prepping to music direct and you're like studying the music and everything, is that what you look forward to most? And, and what part of the process do you like I like I like the preparation because you can um, point out things that help them understand why they need to change it because a, a character wouldn't react like that or a character, mm-hmm. you know, the the song that you're singing from the show, um, you know, it just requires more or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just I like that that give and take and and I always have been a person that if a person can't hit a super high note, I will not make them do it. I'll give them a note within the chord that works for them that's still kind of high. Mm-hmm. I'd, I always want the show to be the best possible. Right. I mean, I truly do. Right. And that's where I focus. Um, yeah, I like the prep. Mm-hmm. And, but I do love watching it. I, I'm one of those people that watches every single show that runs mm-hmm. um, because I, I love, you know, have a love for it. That's Brigadoon awesome. was like that. Just everybody in it was wonderful. And um, we just, it was just such a good feeling. And you went and just watched that from the audience, right? Or were you- yeah, I would, I would go, I'd stand somewhere in the tent or behind the right. seating. You weren't music directing or anything for that show. For Brigadoon? For Brigadoon. Yeah. Oh, you music directed. I, d- I directed with Peggy Bro. Okay. And that was, was that the one at the tent? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, with a lot of, a lot of students that I had were in that. Right. And it was, um, yeah, that was, that was a great show. I actually had been in, Peggy asked me if I'd direct it. I had gone to Chicago I for the last 25 maybe years, I've had season tickets to the Goodman Theater. Mm -hmm. And so um, I saw Brigadoon done in um, at the Goodman right after she asked me. It was the most stunning, beautiful, sensitive um, show I had ever seen or version of that. It was gorgeous. The sets were super simple. Wow. But it was wonderful. Every singer was an, an exquisite dancer also. Wow. And it just, it just, that, I went back and I said, Peggy, yes, I will, I'd love to do this. And so you loved it enough, and you're one of those people that when you music direct, you love to watch from the audience. Yeah. At, especially when you can see the final product, because you put all that work in that are, it's many more hours than people realize sometimes. Oh, yeah. And so you want to see what you created with this cast. Yeah. I'm sure that and I just and you know I was I was kind of proud of how some people had really come a long way Mm. and people that had never done a show before all of a sudden were on stage and wow look at what she just came up with or he 
Right. Yeah. It's just, I love it. I love every aspect of musicals. Do you have any projects that you want to music direct that you haven't gotten a chance to yet that you can think of? Not, I mean, I, I, you know, there's things that'll pop up that I'll think, oh, that's something I want to do. Right. I mean, I love Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, Mm -hmm. but now they're not doing it, so... Um, Hopefully, eventually, you know. Yeah. But I mean, uh, there's just shows that I absolutely love, and I'd like to do it because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, It depends, though. You know, something may spark my interest. When I directed Gifts of the Magi at Cornstalk Lab Theater, I I didn't know that show. Mm -hmm. And it turned into just a beautiful little show. Right. And I really, that that was, you know. So sometimes I'll direct something I don't know well because you end up getting something out of it, no matter what. And I think it's so interesting that as even the theater people, so to speak, in Peoria, right, even us and all the people we could name, like we don't even know every theater production that's out there, and there are a lot that we no. haven't had a chance to come in contact with. And I think... That's really neat that you're open to those kinds of experiences that you haven't, you don't know the show, but you still want to jump at the opportunity because you will gain something from it no matter what. Oh, yeah. Always. Mm -hmm. I remember that feeling when I saw Dear Evan Hansen. Mm. I wasn't sure, you know, about the show, but it had a lot of write-up and got to see Ben Platt. And now it's one of my, in my top five favorites. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like... It was so pertinent, so current, um, and about somebody that lots of people are like, you know, inwardly very insecure and shy. And uh, the music was wonderful. It was just, it's still in my head, and this has been a number of years. And I think that was one of those shows for me that when I saw it, I mean, the the cast recording is great, and it's wonderful, and I would recommend it to anyone, but seeing it... You have to see it. It's totally... I don't know. You just kind of get it in a different way, and it just hits you emotionally so hard. Oh, so hard. And so I was like in the palm of that cast's hand. And you should have been. It was Ben Platt. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean... He was awesome. Just awesome. That's wild. And especially, I'm thinking, Only Us is one that I, from that show, that when I saw it on stage, I mean, I liked it when I listened to it, but when I saw it, I was like, oh. Yep. I yep. get it. Uh, I, I get it in the placement of the show a little more. <laughs> and I and I had some people tell me, I don't want to see that show because the, I've heard the, you know, I've heard the recording and... And I said, no, you have to see it mm-hmm. to put it together. And then I guarantee you're going to love it. Right. I know there's some people that don't, but right. I would say the majority would. I Yeah, and it's certainly not everyone's cup of tea probably, but it's yeah. it's, its own sort of unique yep. gem. And it's current. It is. I like current that isn't something that they're remodeling or redoing. Mm-hmm. I like it when they come up with something real. Something original and yep. more modern. and Yep. Absolutely. And you you have gotten to travel to Chicago and New York a few, just a, a few lot. times and a lot. <laughs> a lot. And see, you got to see a lot of good professional theater and lots of community theater. You try to go yeah. see shows whenever you can. Oh, yeah. Um, because there... the community is, uh, our community theaters have a lot of talent. They, yes. 
I mean, it's insane. Just, it's wonderful. It's insane. Are there any favorite productions in Peoria that you've seen but have not been a part of that come to your mind? Um, let's see. I loved, um, well, I was a part of that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm sure you were. I mean, you're part of so many. It's kind of hard to think about. Okay, which ones was I not? Um, What I've seen in Peoria. Mm -hmm. I tell you, when Peoria Players did um, A Raisin in the Sun. Yeah. And that's not a musical. Right, that's a play. Mm -hmm. It was really good. Pretty well-known play by Lorraine Hansberry. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. really good. Mm -hmm. So it just... uh, very impressive. And, of course, going to the Goodman has taught me to love plays. Awesome. Which I I was, you know, they sometimes do a musical once a year, but not every year. So it was, it was like, oh, my gosh, a whole new door opened. And what was it about A Reason in the Sun that you, that you loved? Well, the actors were, they were great. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, where are these guys for the other shows? We need them. Mm-hmm. They're just, they were wonderful. Yeah. The, and they're people that, I, one, I had seen before, but I hadn't seen anybody else before. Lots of some new faces New for you. faces, and I just thought, for wow, you, yeah. more talent in this town again. Right. Yet again. Okay, so you've also had so much choir directing experience between church and Richwoods. You've just had a lot of time in a choir room. Yes. So tell me about what made you want to do that? What what do you love about choir directing? Tell me about it. Well, I loved being in choirs. Ah, so yeah. that was the start. And then when I had these opportunities, and I also had to learn conducting, which is a story in and of itself because we were not allowed to conduct uh, the major part with our uh, left hand, and I'm left-handed. Oh! And it literally took me years to feel comfortable conducting more strongly right-handed. I bet. And now I can't do it the other way. <laughs> so, how but, funny that works out. But I, you know, I did do um, the children's choirs at the church and also a high school choir, um, and you know, for years we would do the Old English Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but that group played recorders, and they were really good. Um, and they were kids, little kids. But cool. um, we would dress in the costumes, and and you know, mm. we were part of the performances. And um, so I, you know, that was from taken from my my choir. But I had them playing recorders so they'd learn how to read notes. Oh yeah, that was my whole goal because sight music. singing is harder than heck. Um, and, uh, you know, I directed just tons of different choirs. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was, it's just, I don't know. I, I liked it the more I did it because I wasn't great when I started. You had to learn along the way. And and the left-handedness was an issue. I believe it. But so I did it. You did it. You do, you do what you have to do. And so... When you work with those kids and you're teaching, you know, even high schoolers, you know, they're still they're still kids. Yeah. Um, to a certain degree, right? <laughs> you don't like, think that when you're there, but yeah. Yeah, when you when you get to be more of an adult, yeah, for sure. What do you think the importance of those kids being exposed to art in that way is? 
I think the arts make people sane, mostly, mm. <laughs> unless you're the composer. Um, <laughs> maybe. maybe. Um, but I just, I think it's the healthiest thing you can do. I can't tell you how many students would say to me, your class is the only class I feel safe in. Oh, wow. And that was a huge compliment because that was a goal that everybody felt comfortable. We didn't make fun of each other. We supported each other and mm-hmm. so forth. So um, just just growing like, you know, with, with these young kids' voices was, was great. And, and, and uh, I'm glad, I'm so glad I did it. And so glad I did it. Um, Richwoods, particularly. Yeah. Um, I also filled in for Tuba Holmes at ICC. Mm. And he was he was a phenomenal teacher. Um, And he had the choirs. And we, you know, he trusted me enough to come and when he couldn't be there, work with the choirs, work with the I think I taught flute lessons. I taught some voice lessons. And was this in your early teaching days? or This was um, while I was teaching, right before I taught at IVC. Okay. So, yeah. So right around that time. Yep. Wow. And so, um, and I, you know, I then was able to direct some kind of civic situations and... Mm-hmm. I've kind of done it all in terms of age groups and, you know, but but I really have a soft spot for high school kids. Yeah. I really love them. Well, now I sing, it seems to me like that was the majority of your choir directing experience and teaching experience, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I was teaching at Richwoods uh, while I was a choir director. Because I did choir directing for 22 years right? at the uh, First Baptist Church. So um, all of those things were working in tandem with each other. Yeah, every, another, everything oh, was sure. in tandem. I look back now and I think, how the heck did I do all that? I don't, yeah. It was a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> but, it, but it fed me and mm-hmm. it, f- it feeds kids. I think that, you know, the fact that you are in a group situation it's it's a team. It's mm-hmm. a family. Um, we count on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you know, just to look at people while you're conducting and see them get a moment of, mm-hmm. oh, I get this, like the light turned on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this part and the smile or mm-hmm. the the reactions. Just that's my favorite thing. That's awesome. Seeing how somebody all of a sudden, I've got this. I can do this. And I think you talked earlier about how you felt that when you were experiencing learning music and doing theater as a kid, and it seems like you get to see those moments impact your students and someone else. And it's like, you know what that feels like because you've experienced it. Yeah. So that's a cool Many, many times. Yeah. I love that. Well, I, yeah, choir was always one of the highlights of my time at Richards for sure. And being able to sing every day. Mm -hmm. It's healthy and it takes you out of, you know, all the other classes. uh, And not that you don't have to think, you have to think a lot in music. It's good for math. It's good for other classes. Right. And I tried to do an approach of teaching about 
connecting it to things, connecting it to math, connecting it to right. health class, connecting it to language classes. It's it's so a part of everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe between my piano teacher when I was probably nine or 10, right? And then between that and your choir class, literally that was how I learned how to read music. I'm glad, glad to hear that because that was a goal too. It was, and it's it's something that just takes time. And if you, if you, you have d- to experience it. And if you don't play an instrument, if you play piano, you're kind of home free. You can right. sight read. And that helps. Or me. an instrument helps too. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard if you don't play an instrument. And mm-hmm. many people didn't inquire. Right. And I think for me, I did have a little bit of an edge because I had studied piano yep. already. Um not to the point that I was super, super advanced, but I just knew enough to be dangerous, kind yes, of, Yes. you know? <laughs> so I think that, yeah, it definitely gave me a little bit of an edge, but it's helpful yeah. to know that, that music theory. Because, and I don't know, I, get, I just get such joy from um, from learning choir music and being with this group of people and singing. And and I love to challenge you with, uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, with songs that were difficult. Yeah. I mean, I recall a number of students coming back from college and saying, Miss Miss T, look, I I we're we're doing songs yeah. right now that we did all of these songs at Richwoods, right? And that was a goal to do those wonderful kind of mm-hmm. pieces, or or oh, when yeah. when a student um, comes up to me and says, "Are we going to do my favorite song?" And it was a a boy, mm-hmm. a guy did this, and he said, "I said, what's your favorite song?" And he said, "Lacrimosa." Mozart. Oh, I know Lacrimosa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, can we do that today? And I was like, oh, yeah. You better <laughs> but, believe it. But it just, it, I, I, opening doors to different styles mm-hmm. was important. And I also learned, I think, how to sing in different languages in choir, oh, gosh, especially. Yeah. I, I think that's maybe even more so than learning how to read music, more so learning how to sing in Italian and French and, and it's Latin. It's fun. It's so much fun. It's fun. And we'll, and Many songs, you need to sing them in the language they're written in because they flow better. Yes, they do. But, um, you know, and I I just think that for all kids, high school, children, because I I spent a little bit of time teaching at Roosevelt Magnet School. That's right. um, It just offered them something that they'd never get in life otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, Even, you know, they get... Kids get to become someone else in theater. Mm-hmm. Kids get to become that group, that that family. It's fun. It's challenging. It's artistic. It's creative. It's just so so important. Yes, it is. So I'm a a definite uh, cheering section for anything music or art, any arts. Yes, we all need them. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Have you? had any other mishaps or things that have gone wrong on stage that you want to share sure i've i've said a few but you have um, shared just a few i didn't know if there um, were any others when i was in les mis at east light it was Mm -hmm. one of the i think it was the first show they did of les mis um it was a wonderful production and really uh was one of my goals one of my, I, I, I don't usually have goals of I want to do this show, this show, this show, although I do want to do every Stephen Sondheim show. That's a and good I've, goal. And I've done most, not all. I'll never do Pacific Overtures. Yeah. 
Um, but um, uh, when I was when when I did Les Mis, I got a small part. I was uh, one of the the beggars or the people that I, I was the person that uh, bought she I bought her necklace from her. So I had a little bit of a solo. It was it was really cool. Um, but uh, at one point, the music director asked me if I would help everybody get into this one entrance. I think it was the wedding scene. But the whole wedding group comes on stage while the stage, of course, is on the, you know, is rolling around. On um, the turntable? On the turntable. Mm-hmm. And so we kept practicing it, and I, was, I would bring them in right where I was near the orchestra so I could hear mm-hmm. them better well they were never with us mm. and I, I just was so frustrated and then all of a sudden we started putting two and two together and realizing that because the stage was moving the other group did not hear the entrance oh my the way we heard it so that was a learning experience and and um and also one of those moments where oh you just my gosh, absolutely. have to have to Hustle to make it work. The show must go on. Yep, and it does. It does. Are there any productions in the area that you think should be done in Peoria that we haven't had a chance to yet? Well, I absolutely, after seeing Gentleman's Guide to To Love Love and Murder Murder in Mm -hmm. New York City on Broadway, oh my God, it's so funny and so fun and such wonderful voices. Mm -hmm. So that's a show that I... That's one. I would love to see us do. I hope eventually that's I, that's on the docket. I kind know. Of. Well, probably in the future, but I hope so. But I would love to see that. I think eventually we'll get there. Oh yeah. I think eventually we'll produce yeah. it. So that's a good one. Well, awesome. Should we do some rapid fire questions? Sure. <laughs> Are you ready? Fire away. So these will be just, yeah, some of them will be theater related. Some will not be. Um, and I'll start by asking kind of that question, which is explain what theater means to you in 10 words or less. Okay. I actually thought about this. And this is what it is for me for sure. It's challenge. It's creativity. It's engagement, it's focus, imagination, growth. Um, this isn't one word, but wonderful stories, mm-hmm. magic, mm. fulfillment, and fun. And I have to say that every one of those things have fed me for years. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. So these will be questions about some of your just Again, favorite theater things, favorite non-theater things. So first, okay. gut reaction, first okay. instinct. So I always have to ask, what is your favorite musical? Oh, God. Right now it's Dear Evan Hansen, but okay, there's there's a lot of others. I mean, Thoroughly Modern Millie. Mm-hmm. I got to see Sutton Foster on Broadway. I love That's Brigadoon. I love Secret Garden. Phantom, Les Mis. Lots of favorites. Yeah. But currently, Dear Evan Hansen. Yep. Yep. What about favorite Broadway composer? Steven Sondheim. Okay. I don't know if it would be Jason. And Leonard Bernstein. I like Jason Robert Brown. Okay. But you would say Sondheim and Leonard Bernstein. Sondheim is my top. Love that. Yep. Favorite animal? Oh, gosh. You know, I really like 
platypuses. Really? <laughs> I had one as a, a stuffed animal as a kid. Oh, that's so Who cute. has those? <laughs> Me. I, yes, Connie Tuminelli. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I had to ask because you're a major pet lover and you're a pet I person. I love animals. And so I didn't know. I was just curious yeah. what you would say. So. Well, I probably should say right now my cat because that's I mean, what I've got. But Cheeto. Your cat Cheeto. He's so cute. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite part of the theatrical production process? Oh, gosh. If I'm in a show, mm-hmm. it's the performance. Okay. If I'm directing... It's the preparation. Mm, Good distinction, which makes sense. It does make sense to me. Yeah, they're very different. Okay, I know you've traveled everywhere, but I always want to know place you want to travel but haven't. Um, Well, on my list of goals (laughs) is to get to New Zealand, and my Mm. nephew is now there, he and his fiance. Oh, that's right. He can't leave because if he leaves, he can't go back. And um, so it's, um, that's a place I've always wanted to see. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And maybe I'll get to Hawaii that way. Hawaii (laughs) and then jump over to New Zealand. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Favorite food? Anything that's German. Okay, so we're talking... Wiener Schnitzel, Bratwurst, um, anything... German. Okay. I even learned to, I hated sauerkraut until I went there and had it. And it was just probably next level yeah. good. And of course, any apple strudel, oh my God, mm-hmm. to die for. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Favorite theater space in Peoria? Oh gosh, I've been in shows in all the theaters and they're, they're it depends on the show. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Some are more lent to be outdoors, and some are definitely indoor shows. Totally. So I really can't even say. Depends on the show. Yeah. That's a that's a really important. I think that's a good, yeah, that's really important to recognize because shows can work in particular spaces better than in others. Yep. I think that's so yep. true. Cool. Favorite book, film, or TV show? And you could do all three. You can do one if you want. God, I've seen so many movies, I can't even, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I get, I, I'm, I read books constantly. Um, mm-hmm. I love Kate Morton books. Mm-hmm. So I would say that for TV show, I would say um, um, anything on PBS that is Masterpiece Theater. Mm. It's so well done. And I love Anything that's a period show that's done well, and they do it well. Cool. Any period. I don't care which period it is. Just a period show that's done right is wonderful. Favorite Broadway production that you've seen? Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen, yeah. I wondered if it would be that or if it would be somebody else. Okay, this will be our last one. Favorite Broadway actress or actor? you could do both audra mcdonald is my hero role model what a queen oh my gosh i've seen her and um actually mike reams and i have been to many of her one woman that's right concerts um i even got to go up to chicago when she was at the um 
she did a, a special thing at the mm-hmm. opera theater. Mm-hmm. And that was, she's just all around wonderful person, personable, wonderful voice. I, I love everything about her. And I, if I have a guy, I'd say Norbert Leo Butts. Yeah, he's a great one. He's really good. And you and I both got to see Audra when she came to Peoria. We did. What a great performance. And how lucky are we in the Peoria community that we got her that to we, come? Yes. We've gotten a number of people that are wonderful, but I mm-hmm. loved her. That As soon as I knew she was coming, had to jump at the chance. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for playing my rapid fire question game. Oh, I you're loved welcome. To, that I was interesting. To, I love to learn more about people that way and just kind of get some some favorites. And yeah, sure. I just think it's fun. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really loved chatting with you and catching up with you about all things music and theater. And yeah, it's just such a joy to be able to work with you. And and it was a joy to reconnect after our time at when I was in high school together and. I look forward to future voice lessons and to continue on with you in that way. So, And ditto there. Yeah. And this is kind of the last question I pose to everyone that comes on the podcast is, why does Peoria Theater matter to you? It matters because I feel that um, theater and art, all the arts, is part of what feeds a city and makes a city great. It draws tourism. It raises money. It gives people opportunities to be in shows, opportunities for growth. Um, my, I, I will tell a short little story. My sister for, who lives in Colorado, my younger sister, <clears throat> and she comes here uh, off and on, and she one day was, you know, looking at some stuff. We were at the museum and, and she said, there are, I can't get over how much art and, and theater is here in this town. Mm -hmm. She said, do you realize how lucky you are? Mm -hmm. And it, you know, made me think, yeah, we are lucky. We're lucky. We have the talent, Mm -hmm. incredible talent in this city. And, and we have the art, and we have the dance, and we have theater, and we have productions that come here, and symphony. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. We even used to have a, <clears throat> an opera opera program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was called Pure Civic Opera, and I actually sang in about 60 operas there. They did three or four a year, and I sang in all of them. And I actually did... Uh, uh, um, Metropolitan Opera grant program through our Peoria Civic Opera that we did 300 performances of a children's uh, opera theater program. So I just I I just think of the ways that it's made me grow and be happy and relive stories and um, it just it's just the best thing for our city and unfortunately for the you know pandemic right now it's a little rough but i'm hoping everybody survives and we can get it going again yeah me too well thank you that was such a beautiful description of the way that it feeds a community and it it gives life um in a way that nothing else really can yep so thank you so much it was a joy to have you on today you are certainly welcome Thanks for listening to Peoria Theater People. This podcast is produced by me, Sarah Hall, and the show is mastered and engineered by Hunter Goodhart.